from everything from UFC 258 this past week to WWE and the Elimination Chamber and possible outcomes, I'm Johnny Tanzi. That's Nick Sherman. This is a combat cast. So this past weekend, we had UFC 258 pay-per-view from Las Vegas, the UFC Apex Center. We had champion Kamaru Usman defending his title against his his longtime teammate and friend, which is a weird situation. But when you're the champion, you got to and your best friend is number one contender. Sometimes you guys got to fight, but uh, they put on a great great fight. Um, Kamaru Usman he showed his dominance once again, retaining his title and uh, winning by third round KO. Uh, this guy, he's, he's showing, he's, he was known to be a wrestler his whole career, um, but he's been showing some crisp boxing. He has a really good jab, it's like a piston, and he uses it like a lance, the way he, he like keeps range and keeps the fight at the distance he wants it. It's really good. Um, but he's been looking unstoppable, and he, he's pretty much cleared out his whole division. And uh, now uh, another fighter to... If he keeps doing what he's doing, they're they're putting him in the goat status, you know, with Khabib and John Jones, and there's GSP saying that he's possibly the greatest of all time, and so it, it was a good event. Uh, we had a couple other fighters on the card that uh, had some good performances. Um, in the co-main event, there was a young lady named Alexa Grasso, who is uh, she is a flyweight, and she fought a girl named. Um, Macy Barber, who was a, like a really big, like uh, up and comer. Um, everybody was hyped on this girl, Macy Barber. She's really young. I think she's 21 years old. And uh, she was claiming she was going to be the, the, like Randy Orton, the youngest world champion in the UFC. Because John Jones has the record, I believe, at 21 and like eight months or something like that. And she's, she was trying to beat his record so she can be claimed the youngest world champion ever. But unfortunately, she's lost two fights in a row now. So that's probably not going to happen. But the future is bright for her. Um, but props to Lux Brasso for a tough, gritty fight. And uh, she, she fought three hard rounds for a decision. And that girl might possibly be fighting for a title soon. So um, unfortunately, there was a couple fights that like literally – the night before they got canceled because like these guys weighed in, they were ready to go and everything. But one guy had like kidney something wrong with his kidneys, like after the weigh in. And so he got really sick and had to be rushed to the hospital. So uh, that fight got scrapped. It was Jim Miller versus Bobby green. Hopefully Bobby green is okay. Um, and there was another fight with two females um, on the prelim cards. And for some reason that got scrapped as well because one of the girls weren't feeling good. Um, but overall, some really good performances. There was one viral performance that uh, you might have seen clips of it. There's this guy um, named the Cuban Missile Crisis. His name is Julian uh, Marquez, and he was like a really big underdog in this fight, and he fought a really gritty fight. He ended up winning by submission in the third round, and he it, what went viral was his uh, post-fight interview. He basically was like, I don't want to talk about fights. I just got one thing to say. And he goes, Miley Cyrus, will you be my Valentine? Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. So you might've seen that clip. It was, uh, it, it, it was weird, but it was funny because Miley Cyrus actually like tweeted him back and was like, 
shave my initials in your chest and I'll be your Valentine. <laughs> and so that was pretty cool to see, just to see somebody like break outside of the little fourth wall of UFC into pop culture a little bit. But other 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 than that, it was a good night of fights and uh, some some good potential outcomes for future fights in the welterweight division. We had NXT Takeover Vendors Day on Sunday. Couple matches. We had the two Dusty Rose, Dusty Classic tag team finals with Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai winning for the women, and they get to face Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax on the third of March, and then MSK winning their tag team men's finals, and I think they go for the NXT tag team championships same night, third of March. Johnny Gargano had a great match. As always, every takeover he has a great match. Doesn't matter. He's like he's like he's. You know how they call him Johnny Wrestling because Johnny Football. Yeah, yeah. they call him Johnny. He calls he doesn't do bad. He calls himself Johnny Takeover because he's on every takeover and he puts on four or five star matches every single time. It doesn't matter. He's the Kenny. He's the Kenny Omega of NXT. Solid, just all around solid. Doesn't matter. You can put him in a ring with anybody. It's going to be a five-star match. Io Shirai defended her women's title in triple threat. Decent match. Overall, pretty good. Kept the title. I think she's moving on to a singles feud with Tony Storm, who she did beat in the triple threat. And then you had Finn Balor and Pete Dunne put on a 20, 25-minute, never actually left the ring match. And it was brutal. Is, it was brutal as hell for them not like leaving the ring, like yeah, which is rare. Yeah, that's that's why it stood out. It's like all right, they they barely even got to the ropes. He only got to the top rope for his finishing move, and that like that, that was it. Like they didn't go outside the ring. Yeah. There was no weapons involved. There was no run-ins. It was just dumb two beating the hell out of each other for twenty minutes. Finn Balor keeps his title, moves on. I think he'll. There's something setting up because at the very end, they jumped Finn Balor and then Undisputed Era came out. And the big swerve was Adam Cole first turning on Finn Balor and then turning on his brothers in Undisputed Era, which was shocking to just about everyone. My thing is Adam Cole and Undisputed Era went from holding every title in NXT to basically being backups to Finn Balor. And from Adam Cole's point of view, he's like, I need to be champion. I don't need to be playing second and third fiddle to you or you or you. And us as a collective needs to go back to being the top dogs like we were a couple months ago, a year ago. And I think he's just getting some hard love to the rest of his crew. Though it may look like it may be a thing. Yeah, I think it's... Him going, Finn Balor, you've been the guy for a little too long. I want my title back. And if I was the guy before yeah, you, I was the guy right back. before you. We were the squad right before you. They, they are probably, you can argue them as one of the better factions in WWE, period. With the Shield, with New Day, with whoever else you want to put in there. They, at one point, they had every title. So it's like maybe it might be a mini feud because I think they had one more takeover before the WrestleMania. So you might get a couple matches there. 
But otherwise, Adam Cole turning on Undisputed Era was the big news coming out of TakeOver. And then from there, we'll see where it goes. That's, that, I, mean, I just want to comment that Super Kick could have been a little more clean. He was in jeans. They got, <laughs> I know. You got stretchy jeans. You, you, they, su- you super kick somebody. In, hit him in the chest with it. You super kick somebody in Levi's. See how it goes. <laughs> hey, bro. I'll, I'll, I'll show you some stretchy jeans. You, 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 they look like jeans, but they're basically yoga pants. Yeah. I'll kick you right in the face. Yeah, I know the the one guy. Oh, I, I can't remember his name. He fought Gargano. He fought in jeans and boots, <laughs> and it was just like. And I said, I go. I'm rooting for anybody who will fight a whole match in jeans. Oh, <laughs> you got I my support. Say, uh, did you did you forget Diamond Dallas Page used to be out here RKOing everybody in jeans? Bro? Yeah, <laughs> but he wasn't like he didn't have a big move set. He was just. You know, oh yeah. My man was a bulldog. My man was a headlock. <laughs> yeah. He was an arm drag, a drop kick, and a DDT. And I'm pretty sure the, maybe he might have hit you with a suplex. That was that, about it. That's about it. And the diamond cutter, and it was over. Bang. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Elimination Chamber of Sunday. Yes, it is. It's- so, I want to, I want to, I, the one thing I did notice. Is that is there a drastic difference between SmackDown and Raw? Yes, because there, I feel <laughs> Look, like there Raw? is. Like I feel like SmackDown. Raw is like, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. feel like Raw is just like, hey, yeah, we're just kind of like winging it as we go by the minute, and then SmackDown feels like this thing where like they're actually putting in like weeks worth of work in there and some storylines, and it's like. I don't know. Like I saw with the Miz, and he like pulled out of it, and he's trying to get John Morrison's spot, and they're arguing about if, who's a champion if he was an ex ECW champion, and then coffee's that. It's just so confusing and weird, and just I don't know. That's like the Miz, the Miz thing is probably the smartest thing Raw's done in a while because he already has the Money in the Bank briefcase. Why would he go into yeah. the elimination chamber to kill himself for? He's trying to get his homie a spot. Yeah, and they're teasing the whole Kofi Mania thing again because this is the exact setup Kofi had a couple years ago, like in the elimination yep. chamber, having to fight his way to a title match. I think that doesn't happen this time. I think uh, Mustafa Ali kind of interferes, get Kofi out of here because they've been feuding. Yeah, because if yeah, and if you recall when that whole Kofi Kingston thing originally popped off, he, he I'm pretty sure it was Mustafa Ali's yeah. spot that he stole to he, even get well, into that situation. He, he didn't steal it. <laughs> he didn't steal it, but like like Mustafa can like use that as you took he has grudge from two years ago. He has been using it. Like they've been having the whole. Um, mini feud yeah. with them too has been about Kofi taking his spot, and I, I just think it continues. Maybe they get a match somewhere down the line, one on one. But I, I don't know. They, that that might be the WrestleMania match, Retribution versus New Day in some I, sort of fashion. I can see it. Yeah. But yeah, who do you have winning? Uh, the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, Raw. From 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 Raw specifically, yeah. 
Um, I feel like they're gonna they're gonna run the Sheamus uh, thing because I believe Sheamus got in there. So they're just gonna keep. He's the first person to, to cleanly pin Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Like pretty much since Drew McIntyre has been on this crazy run. So uh, they, I think they. They're going to stretch that gimmick to WrestleMania, and that's going to be Drew's WrestleMania match is Sheamus. Okay. So does Sheamus win the Elimination Chamber, and then Drew gets the rematch? He's, 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 I think they, that might, that's probably going to, that's the most likely scenario. Because Drew doesn't have to necessarily lose. No. To lose his title. No, he can get since he's he, in the match. He, he can get so, pinned at any time. Exactly. Yeah. So like it, it might come down to them two being the last two in the chamber and they have some crazy dramatic spot and then Seamus manage like manages to like his arms torn or, yeah. or like his legs messed up so he can't do his kick or something. I don't know. They'll they'll play it up and then Seamus wins going into WrestleMania as the champ and then they'll pop it. That's a good scenario, maybe. Yeah. Like I don't see, I don't see Randy Orton winning. Because I think the fiend, no, he's, he's the fiend is Brett. coming back. Clearly, yeah, that's he's coming back. That's clearly happening with Alexa Bliss. They did the whole. She was on every well, screen. Unless they include the raw title with it. <laughs> like then, then Randy Orton might win. True. I don't see AJ Styles I winning. Mean, I don't see Jeff Hardy winning. I don't see Kofi winning. It's. Drew, Sheamus, or Randy as like the top three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's that's why I uh, that makes me more like inclined to think that I will, my theory of Sheamus and Drew being last two, and then like even if Drew wins, like it, if Sheamus is still the last yeah. one in there, he'll, can, that'll be his claim. You can, like, you can still, I still was the one that clean like pin you yeah. clean, and you didn't beat me. Someone else beat me, and I don't know. They'll, they'll, it's going to be Sheamus. What, what I want to happen, I don't know if I talked about this yet, but what I want to happen is Jeff Hardy is coming to go into his pod. I want Brock Lesnar to come out, destroy Jeff Hardy, <laughs> take his when, spot. When, because I'm glad you said that. Because when you said Jeff Hardy's name, I was like, that's such a waste of a pick. <laughs> <laughs> I want Brock Lesnar to come out, take Jeff Hardy's spot, beat everybody in the match, win the title. You get Brock Lesnar as champion versus Drew McIntyre in a rematch at WrestleMania. They should book it. It might happen. Or call me, and I'll book it. <laughs> That's how it should be. It might happen. Because Jeff Hardy is a waste. Come on. It might happen, but Brock... Uh, I don't know. Brock might be sitting this year out. I, I just can't see it. I think this is the time he shows up. True. Very true. All right, who do you have in SmackDown? Uh, wait, first, SmackDown has been way better than Raw. I don't know if it's the Roman Reigns effect and Paul Heyman effect of it, but it's just it seems more of a solid story of, you know, these guys are beefing, these are beefing, the women are like kind of together yeah, as a thing. Yeah, you get clear feuds. Yeah, like you like understand what's going on compared to like to the Raw stuff. It just it's kind of, like it feels like Raw still kind of in that like like guest GM like celebrity GM Monday Night Raw just without that like bit. Yeah. Uh, it just feels weird. 
like I don't know, it just doesn't like I I used to like watching Raw, but now I just hate watching Raw. I think SmackDown is a better show right now, easily. Yeah, everything about sure. it is kind of more concise with the stories. It's just a it's a better two hours and Raw is three hours, definitely. Yeah. So you have Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin. Why am I missing somebody? Oh, Jey Uso. The six. The winner <laughs> directly after faces Roman Reigns. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah, is right. <laughs> <laughs> like what if they do what if they do some like some like Hulk Hogan Kevin Nash stuff where like Jay Uso wins and then he just lays down. Yeah. Like just straight up just lays down with some panel. I think he's like you can get that storyline. I think you can get Kevin Owens winning again and again Bush. destroy yeah. getting destroyed by Roman Reigns again. You can get somebody, you can get a Daniel Bryan or Cesaro winning, getting beat right away by Roman Reigns, but, but staking, but like, staking I see, claim. I can see Cesaro like, winning yeah. and then having some crazy, because we he's known as that Swiss Superman, the yeah. guy that can go all day. Was, so like he'll do the freaking match, it'll be grueling, and then he'll have a crazy grueling match, but then he'll still lose. But then like he'll get that pop of like, yo. Cesaro just like went up another level. Yeah. If Sheamus, let's say, not Sheamus, if Cesaro happens to win the Elimination Chamber, Roman Reigns coming to the ring thinking, easy win. What if they go another 10 minutes and <laughs> Cesaro goes, all right, if I'm fresh, I could beat you. And they can easily set up another match. And he does. Yeah. And he does. Why not? Five will just. Bringing it full circle back to what we talked about in the first episode. Yeah. That, sh- that Cesaro is underrated and that he deserves a push. And I-, I feel like they've been listening to us. Somebody in the WWE writer's room. I don't know who it is, <laughs> but they watched this podcast and they're listening to us. I'm telling you. Because look at Bad Bunny. Look at Bad You're like, what? The chan- no, oh, Bad Bunny might some, stick for around. Put some respect on his name. <laughs> <laughs> And now he's a champion. WWE like, champion, <laughs> Bad Bunny. <laughs> two weeks ago, you're like, he might, he might stick around and wrestle, but I don't know. Yeah. Now he's a world champion. Hall of, he's already a Hall of Famer. Like He's already locked in <laughs> as a Hall of Famer. Oh, easy. Easy. Yeah. The, on, the, only, thing with, the only thing with Cesaro is uh, last Friday, they did a Seth Rollins angle with him. And I can see them going sideways and having yeah. a, their own feud. Yeah, that might happen. Yeah. So Seth's going to need somebody to work with. And him and Cesaro won't put on a bad match. <laughs> and he can he can still get that exact same pop Yeah. just by getting a, a, a victory over Seth clean. Yeah. Like a big WrestleMania match with Seth Rollins clean. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't even think Cesaro ever had a singles WrestleMania match. He's never had a singles. No, I don't think like he's he been in the Battle Royals. He's been in tag teams. He's been in like ladder yeah. matches, but singles one on one. Like the Andre memorials yeah. and yeah, but, but I, don't, I don't. I don't think he's had many singles. No, and this could be it. Like him and Seth, 
can be one of your main matches for WrestleMania. Yeah, because he had he had a similar similar to uh, the Miz on that extra show where they like talk crap, yeah, uh, talk smack. I believe it's literally what it's called. Um, <laughs> the Miz actually had like a kind of a shoot like interview the one time he was talking to Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's like, well, I think you're a punk, and if I was in that ring, I'd beat your ass. And Miz like kind of like went off character and kind of took it personal. Yeah, snapped like, on. Yo, bro, I'm here. Seven days a week, country to country, state to state, in and day out, I'm safe. I don't get injured. Ten years straight, you, you should go somewhere else if you really want to wrestle. Like, and he like he kind of broke that wall down a little yeah. bit, and everybody's like, "Yo, put some respect on Miz and Cesaro." They kind of did that exact same thing with Cesaro couple weeks ago yeah. where like he kind of had a similar reaction where he's like i'm tired of getting overlooked i'm tired of like showing you guys i'm the best in the world but no one's paying attention to me like it's time so hopefully if they play it right man he can they can, they can do like a rocky story type of thing with cesaro like again with smackdown seemingly being better than raw you have cesaro you have daniel bryan like you have options for main eventers yeah. and he puts on great matches with Danny Bryant. Of like course. he throws him around like a rag. Dude, that 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 torture rack into a backbreaker <laughs> yeah. that he does. He does it, he's been doing it a lot lately. Yeah. It's it's so cool. It's just, he just like picks you up to walk around, torture rack you and then boom. I don't yeah. know how he doesn't dislocate his ankle or like yeah. blow up his ACL when he does that, but oh my Atlanta. Because he's strong as hell. <laughs> strong as hell. <laughs> It's ridiculous. So this weekend coming up, we have a UFC fight night um, this Saturday. It, it's a heavyweight fight in the main event. Derek Lewis, if you don't know him, he's 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 went viral on a couple clips for like taking his pants off after the match. And and Joe Rogan asked him why, and he said because my balls was hot. But like he's got. He died. On the car, a guy named of Chris Dawkins from Philadelphia. He's made it to the UFC now, and he's gotten a couple knockouts in the UFC. Um, he's fighting a guy named Alexi Olenek this weekend. Real tough old veteran that's really good at grabbing your neck and choking people to sleep. So that's a big fight for a Philly native here. And then uh, we also got another Philly native, a guy that unfortunately might have you you might have seen one of his viral videos for unfortunate reason he was the guy about a year or two ago he was he was in a fight and uh the video he, he got his arm broken and he kind of stood up and like yeah. his arm was dangling and remember i told you guys i knew that guy yeah. he was a local guy yeah his name is uh patrick sabatini and uh he actually like i like i told you guys he's tough as nails he came back less than like six months later after that broken socket and came back and won his title back and Got the call up to the UFC this weekend on short short notice against a tough veteran. A guy, I think the guy he's fighting has a record of nineteen and nine. His record's thirteen and three, but he's a really tough guy. Trains out here with Sean Brady out of EEFC and uh, Daniel Gracie fight team. So those guys are really tough. They train like Eddie Alvarez and he trained with Paul Felder and guys like that. Um, Neil Magny, he's been down here at the gym training with these guys. So they've been getting in. Really good work, and that guy's gonna is hopefully gonna show up this week and show Philly pride. 
you've been listening to the Combat Cast. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts. We're waiting for the Apple Podcast review. And we're on Instagram at the combat underscore cast. Give us a follow. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We out.